1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. We're wolves, eh, we? Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the 77 Club. Harry, I think we had a message uh, from someone in Australia this week to say that as we were disappointed that no one had messaged from Australia uh, last week, thought he'd do the honours. It was from Mike Rose, who was uh, saying, it's 5am Saturday morning, just finished listening to episode 100 before I finished work. Congrats on the 100 quality episode. So here's your message from a bloody hot Australia this week, (laughs) seeing as you sound disappointed not having any. Keep up the good work. First time he went to Molyneux was against Villa in 1979. So there you go. Thank you for getting in touch, Mike. Otherwise, Harry, you've got the socials. Yeah, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, the Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, and as usual, iTunes and Spotify. Please rate and subscribe. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. Have you recovered from your uh, your breakdown, Dan? Of uh, during sort of like half time, I guess. I was livid. I I think that's the worst first half I've watched Wolves play in years. We were disastrously bad. And there was uh, quite a lot of messages going back and forth. Uh, a lot about Traore. I wasn't I even that drunk, uh, was, that's the thing. I'd only had a couple of pints. It was, that was, it was, it was genuine, semi-sober, half-cut thoughts. 
<laughs> Traore had an awful first half and then Nuno must have given him one hell of a bollocking at half time was, was it that bad Dan? yeah honestly honestly on, it was I'll, that let, I'll, let you, I'll let you get it out I'll let you get it out we, we created a little bit but it was just one of those things where we looked a bit flat and Sampton won a lot of the ball and then he had two chances and scored them both from really bad marking and bad defending I think we should invent something called Daniel Bayliss breakdown cover, <laughs> which as soon as half time kicks in, so does your Dan Bayliss breakdown cover because it was <laughs> I don't that half time premiums, team talk, mate. wasn't it, Harry? That sort of uh, sprite, like, got them into life, didn't it, I suppose? Just to run down to that team just very quickly: uh, Patricia and Gold, Dendonka, Cody, Sace, Doherty, Martino, Neves, Johnny, Neto, Jimenez, and Traore. You were calling for Cody to be dropped. Was he vindicated in this game? Uh, well what I will say is first half for me was just like the Man United game where in the final third going forward we were terrible and in the final third defending we were terrible the first goal defensively was horrendous so it bounced in the box like that and then I think their defender puts it away and then the second goal weren't too much better another cross two crosses killed us but second half just like Baddy said I can't believe the turnaround I'd never at half time I'd give up I was like we've lost there's no way we're going to come back we look fatigued we look like we um, just couldn't finish like I said like Jimenez was wasteful again he was carrying on his trend but completely different team second half I think he made a little bit of a change where he put Neto in behind Traore and um, Jimenez just to change it up a little bit and fair play to him the character the belief I mean if they are fatigued I don't know how they just didn't show it second half so whatever Nuno said to him I'd love to have been a fly on the wall absolutely worked and the second half was just incredible it really was I don't think you'd want to be a fly on the wall in there they'd have been cups of tea boots <laughs> you got crushed because <laughs> if I was the manager I'd have been going absolutely nuts but I think there was one thing I watched from that game and the last couple I owe someone a big apology because Neto has been yeah. absolutely brilliant like not even just not even just slightly good I mean win you games get your points good Definitely. I think Harry, you were talking about uh, being able to come back, and uh, this season, I think it's eighteen points that Wolves have got from losing positions in the Premier League, which is actually seven more than any other side in the league. And I saw lots of people putting their betting slips on it full time. Obviously, they had that belief that did, yeah. Wolves were going <laughs> to come back, and actually, since. The start of last season, Wolves have scored 81 goals. 55 of those have come in the second wow. half. And every time we say it, don't we, is that Wolves are a second-half team, Harry. Yeah, but I, like I said a minute ago, I just couldn't see it, though. I, nothing was telling me that we were going to do that second half. And just fair play to them. You can't... What, you can't, what were the odds, uh, second. It was 25 to 1. My dad put two quid on. So, I mean, he did it He did it partly joking, do you know what I mean? You're having a laugh at half-time. I sat watching it with him. He was like, oh, I'll just whack it on, it'd be a laugh. And then obviously the early goal goes in. Well, semi. I said, I said if we get a goal in the first 10, we've got a bit of a chance. But even then, I still wasn't convinced. And for once, VAR got checked. Every goal got checked, didn't it? And it went our way every time, uh, including the penalty. <laughs> Should we so, do it now? Crazy. Should we talk about VAR? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, cool. Because... How is that not a penalty first up? Oh How my is, God. What is that referee doing yet. to go, oh, we better have a look at that one. I'm not giving that. Absolutely ridiculous. Both of them sliced him up, didn't they? Like they both had a go on him. So maybe because he knew VAR was in the back of his head that they'd get it, give it anyway. Because it was, his, I believe it was his first game, wasn't it? As a Premier League ref. So maybe he was just a bit, oh, I don't want to call this. I've got VAR to back me up, which is wrong. He should have give it. I mean, 
I think anyone, everyone in the stadium when he was watching it on telly could see that was a penalty. It's mad, isn't it? I, I suppose, and, and that turnaround, I mean, the, talking about betting, I think the biggest one that I saw was someone put 100 quid on at 33 to 1 at half time. No. Wow. And obviously, that came in at about. Uh, oh, fair play to How many do you have? Yeah. You buy us a drink. <laughs> yeah, well, you can afford smashed. it now, certainly. Um, whilst we're on VAR, though, did you see the Traore handball on the oh, halfway I've line? Seen, I've seen a still of it, yeah. Weird. Saying that very it similar, been, uh, not yeah. very similar, but same sort of part of the arm as Van Dijk's one against Liverpool yeah. when they gave the goal. Is there some rule that if it's in your own half, it doesn't count? Because I, I would have said that, if, if you're going to give handball for anything, that was probably a handball. Yeah. I mean, if it's against you, we'd moan, wouldn't we? Yeah. Something to do with, yeah, your own half. But it's just, it's real. I think what VAR has done is, is just shone a light on how inconsistent the game is and how inconsistent the rules are, actually, because they're the ones that we have a problem with mostly, isn't it? Is actually the rules are wrong and the video evidence is just highlighting yeah. what, you know, the rules are. Another thing as well, I watched uh, Finners' vlog earlier um, at work and the chip, for, I think it's for the second goal, when the VAR, the penalty one, or it could have been the Neto one, I can't remember now, but the cheer in the away end on his vlog was bigger for the VAR being give than the actual goal celebration. Oh, yeah. Which is what yeah, this funny. is, which, which is one of the main reasons why I hate VAR. But uh, yeah, because obviously the reason the Wolves fans celebrate so loud in the away end is because we've had it go against us so many times. It's just a relief to have one go our way, wasn't it? I was having a chat with a Samson fan on the train on the way back up. And he was like, why are you lot all singing fuck VAR when you got one? I was just like, <laughs> you've got no time. idea, pal. You've got no idea. <laughs> well, it, it was a shame, really, because you, you saw Neto obviously get the goal and he didn't celebrate, nah. which was, you mm. know, and it's sad that it is going that way because, you know, we're always comparing it to, well, they do it really great in rugby and they do it great in cricket, but you, you never celebrate a try or a wicket in the same way that you would a goal, mm, a goal in know. football. Well, all right, okay. What you're going to do though is compare it to the Ashes. And <laughs> yeah. What I would do is compare it to a World Cup final. So, yeah, I don't know, how, you know, how are you going to still celebrate? celebrate? I do feel bad for Neto. I bet when he saw the screen come up with the purple, he must have just oh, gone, "Oh God, bugger." That's <laughs> but, true. But you know, even England winning the World Cup at cricket in uh, summer of 2019, you weren't going live to Newcastle or various places around the country where there was millions of pints of <laughs> Carling going up in the air. I bet there was. The same thing, is it? Did you not see how the players reacted to that? I bet there was. There's undiluted bollocks that that happened. <laughs> that did not happen. No, I mean the that, players no, on the pitch. No, I must mean on the pitch. Like they all went nuts what, and ran off. We're not talking even about though it went to, or Even though it went to a video replay for the run out, they still all went absolutely nuts. Yeah, in a World Cup final, like last ball, yeah. That's my yeah, point. but when it's Lancaster, when Lancaster get a wicket on a, on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, you don't see people going mad in the stands. I know what you're trying to say, Sam. Yeah. It's just different. It's a different culture. It's a different thing, isn't it? But we're sort of judging them with the same technology at the moment. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Football's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's always been, if you score a goal, because there are so few in a game normally, you do go yeah. mad. Whereas there are, you know, there's normally, there could be 20 wickets in a cricket game and there could be... yeah. So many tries and so many points in a tennis match. So it's a anyway, this is too much quicker for me. Uh, I agree with what Bailey said. Neto, he's probably my man of the match. What a player. Um, yeah, I'm on. Uh, Traore did really well to set up Jimenez at the end. It was just nice to see him be calm in front of goal, like the old, like last year's Jimenez, if you want, 2019's, where he slotted it home calmly. So important. And we saw it out, didn't we? But I mean, I've, I've said it a hundred times now. Could you actually see any of you two see that happening at half time? No way, surely. Nope. No, 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 not at all. Did you two watch Match of the Day? Uh, yeah, but I was really pissed, so I can't really remember what they said. I, I don't think they watched the game. <laughs> Seriously? Because they were like, oh, brilliant this by Wolves. Brilliant this. And you're like, yeah. 
Did you see the shit show in the first half? Well, it's, it's when they had the commentary and afterwards and, you know, it just ruins a bit. Oh, I think Adama Traoré is the official man of the match, but we're going to give it to, to Neto. Yeah, I think, yeah. oh man, like, fair yeah. play to the lad. Look, I just like the way he kind of, he was still coming in from the left, but second half he was more like in the hole, if that, you want to call it, in behind Traoré and mm. Jimenez and obviously Traoré is up there and they combined for the last goal. So yeah, fair play to Neto and rumour has it, Jota might be in contention of coming back for Liverpool and I think it'd be harsh to drop Neto on the form he's in I wouldn't drop him mm-hmm. give Jota 20 minutes at the end and see if he can change something it's interesting what it's done to the table as well obviously with Manchester United's loss to Liverpool is it opening up that top four Harry? I don't want to get carried away because in a couple of weeks <laughs> I could be going mad again because it's a great win but still I oh, know we're getting signings in now, like a time recording. We look like we've got that uh, Ecuadorian young lad in and is it Oliveira you was on about earlier? But the bench was really weak. Still defensively for me, it's it was a shambles first half, but obviously going forward, we got it back second. So it does, it does paper over some of the cracks in my opinion. So I don't know if we're going to be pushing for top four. Honestly, before Christmas, I think we had a really good chance, but the way we started 2020 and maybe the fatigue starting to creep in getting to this point in the season with how many games we've played already I'm not too sure but let's just hope this transfer window is really good to us we, they're starting to come in now like I just said and let's hope the signings do well and help us a couple of bits on that on the league though it, I think it's more about consistency which we haven't had but Chelsea haven't at all we know what Man United are like and I seriously you heard it on this podcast first Leicester won't finish in the top four mm, really yeah, they're going to go on. Unless Vardy has one hell of a run of another 10 in a row, Leicester aren't finishing the top four. Although we're going to struggle because we've got to be consistent. But They're quite far in front of them. I mean, what is it? It's 11 points clear of Manchester United in fifth. They'd have to have a disaster to drop out, wouldn't they? It's a big call. It's a big, big call, big obviously. Call. But but I just I can see them going on a bad one. Mm. Well, I think, you know, we've got to play them again, haven't we? So... You never know, I suppose. I hope they do, because that means we might pip them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah, but just on the point of the bench, it was good to have, see Jordao back uh, in contention on the bench. It's a pretty quick turnaround, because it was a pretty bad injury mm. that he suffered against uh, was it Reading in yeah, the... Um, um, I know the obvious cup. question is, where was Bennett? Was he injured? Because Bennett was just completely Well, he dropped. put something on Instagram today, which was just a Hand signing writing. emoji. Yeah, so, so people were saying that that... People were saying was that because he's a music writer <laughs> and he's put it on as if to say I'm going to write a new song, but it don't look good, does it? Is he signing a new contract? Is he moving away? I'd be shocked if he's moving away. We, we, we were dying for players as it is. It's just it is. silly not to keep him till the summer, even oh if my that God, wasn't. Yeah. He hasn't really put a foot wrong since he's... He's just a bit... Some, like we've said weeks ago, didn't we? He's fell, out, he's fell out with Nuno somewhere. We don't know what happened, but something's gone on. But uh, Jordao, yeah, I mean, he come in as the joint signing with Neto. If he can start playing as well as Neto has been lately... He hasn't had a chance to prove it, has he? He's had that one game in the cup yeah. or a couple of others, and he scored in that game, didn't he? I know it's a bit of a fluky goal, yeah. but let's hope he can uh, prove himself. So, attentions do get turned to Premier League action. Got a few spare days off as well, which uh, are rare, especially for Wolves sort of this season. And it is Liverpool at home. It'll be under the lights at Molyneux. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined now by Henry Jackson from This Is Anfield. Henry, I bet you're buzzing off your tits right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a bit <laughs> mad, really. I think I, I think I speak for everyone. I said I think I'm almost taking it for granted, just sort of how ridiculous it is. The fact that they've only dropped two points all season. It's just sort of 
you just can't get your head around it, really. I, th- I think anyone, if, if we'd had a, a four-point lead over over City at this point in the season, if someone had said that back in August, we'd have been absolutely delighted. So to be 16 clear with a with a game in hand is just is just madness, really. And you know, we've never seen anything like it. And it's an exciting time. I saw you tweet earlier, actually, of your top five players of the season for Liverpool, and Salah didn't even make the list. Yeah, well, I think to be honest, it's a funny one with Salah because I think um, a bit like the team in general. I think I, I think we take Salah a little bit for granted because he's you know his goal scoring record is still so good and everything. But I think if you ask most Liverpool fans, I think his his all round game this season has probably been one of the more sort of sloppy compared to others. He lo- he does lose the ball a little bit cheaply. His touch has been a little bit off, but he's obviously still delivered <coughs> a huge amount, including yesterday. But I just think it's it's one of those seasons when you could pick out 10, 12 players who have all been great. So when I when I tweeted those top five, I, th- I think I said Mane, Van Dijk, um, Henderson, Wijnaldum and, and Trent. I think, you know, you can throw in numerous others. Firmino, Gomez has been great recently. Alisson, Fabinho and Matip were great before they got injured. So it's sort of an endless list. Robertson as well. So to be honest, Salah probably would be sort of nearer the sort of ninth or tenth, which is mad considering he's got 15-odd goals this season and contributed so much. Home and dry? Uh, it has to be. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those that have gone through so much pain over the years. I mean, I started... I started supporting Liverpool just as United was starting to dominate uh, and we've had a few close moments so I don't want to tempt fate but you know if, if if they can't win it from here when potentially 19 points clear if we obviously beat you then it's you know we're never going to win it basically <laughs> So what do you think is going to happen for this one? How will Klopp line up against Wolves? Um, I think I mean it's not a massive amount amount of rest uh, so you may see a few changes but I'd be surprised if <coughs> if it's much different to yesterday because we've obviously got the FA Cup on Sunday against Shrewsbury and that will, that will see the youngsters played so I would have thought we'll see we'll see Alisson Trent Gomez Van Dijk Robertson I think that back five is sort of undeniable then I think Henderson Juan Aldum are huge players at the moment and then it will be one of Chamberlain or or um, Lallana I would have thought you've got Fabinho back but I don't think he'll he'll risk him for that so I think it wouldn't surprise me to see um, Lallana coming just because Chamberlain's had a couple of slightly iffy games and, and been substituted for him so I think Lallana could start and then I think it'll be the usual front three who will then have a rest for, for the cup game Obviously, aside from from Liverpool, obviously the coverage has been huge this season. Just on a, from a Liverpool point of view of Wolves, is there anyone in that side that you would want to bring in maybe in the summer? I'm, I mean, Wolves in general, I'm really, really impressed with. Um, I have been. I was speaking to, to a mate yesterday about them and I... I wouldn't be shocked if, if you get fourth place. I know there's still a lot of work to do there. I think Chelsea have got a bit of a lead, but I look at your team and there's quite a few I'd like, to be honest. I mean, Connor Cody was obviously someone we know well, who always impressed in the youth team, but never quite made it. But I think he'd be, I think he'd be a really good person to come in. And I, I expect Lovren to leave in the summer. And I think he would be a great addition to come in as that sort of third or fourth choice centre-back and, 
dovetail with people like Gomez and Matip. And he obviously knows the club inside out. And so I'd, I'd like him. I think Jimenez has really impressed me up front. I see him as as someone who would be an ideal sort of backup to Firmino. He's, he's slightly older than I thought. So, you know, realistically, I don't think Liverpool would go for him. But I've been impressed with him. Jota, obviously the, t- the two Portuguese in midfield are, are so well known. And, and they always impress him. To be fair, Traore... It was someone, I mean, I've probably, you could search search my name and then Traore on Twitter and I've probably given him some horrendous stick over the years. But he, he's really impressed me the last couple of months. I always just thought he was a, a typical sort of speedy wide player who just didn't have that end product. And I think I, I thought some of his end product was awful, but he's he seems to have gone up a notch. And to be fair, I didn't actually realise he came he originally played for Barcelona. I think if you're in their youth team and, and you play for them, then, you know, you've got to have something about you. So even even Traore, even though the jury's still out a little bit with him, you know, he could be a, a sort of a devastating sub for Liverpool to bring up on legs of tiring. So all in all, Doherty as well at right back, I think um, another impressive player. So as a team, I think they look a more all-rounded teams than, than a lot of the so-called big six, really. So yeah, there's, you can pick four or five players who I'd, I'd take in the squad, definitely. Oh, fantastic and such kind words. Well, Henry, just uh, finish us off with a score prediction. I think I was asked a few weeks ago when we had this run of we had Tottenham away, United at home, Wolves away, and I think I wasn't alone in thinking I I think this is the hardest of those three games for Liverpool, which is obviously a a big compliment to Wolves. But I looked at it at the time, and and I I think this is a this is a sticky one. I think at the end of the day, it's incredible what Liverpool are doing. They're not going to literally win every single remaining game. That's that's not going to happen just by the law of averages. And I've just got a feeling you might get a draw here. Um, I think we, we put a lot into the game yesterday, obviously a huge game against United. And Wolves away, under the lights. I think, you know, I'm impressed with your atmosphere there. And I, I just think that'll be a, a tough game. And obviously we're in the... The, the nice position where we can afford to drop points down and I could just see maybe maybe you're getting a oh, okay one all I think I've got a feeling you, I mean I'll probably get criticised from <laughs> Liverpool fans for not being a proper fan and, and not backing them when they've won every game this season but I've just I've just got a little lingering feeling about this one that we will finally drop points again having not dropped any since since October well that sounds good to us we'll take that well Henry thanks for talking to the 77 Club as always the away perspective what have our opponents got to say just want to start on something Henry said there which I think almost proves that people aren't really that invested (laughs) in other teams and it's right isn't it because obviously other places don't look at Wolves the same as we do but for him to say Connor Cody is the kind of person that he would take at Liverpool and and to be fair to him he did say as a fourth choice centre-back it was sort of caught my ear sort of like my ears pricked up when he said that Harry I was waiting for you to like butt in and be like really um, for one obviously Cody plays a sweeper for us he can't, I don't think he'd be any good at all in a in a two of a back four so Not I think he's enough. naturally a midfielder as we know so I, I was shocked to hear that I mean he has been good Cody don't get me wrong but if he'd have seen the way he's been playing lately you've got to remember he probably watched him at Anfield where I said on here the other week he had a really good game that day So, and he's yeah. a local lad and he but he pretty much named the old squad didn't he when you went through he's going he go yeah. through all our top players and he mentioned Doherty who was another one has struggled lately as well so it is interesting isn't it when you the outside perception looking in on Wolves have just got what they see these little clips these little highlights and but when you look 
behind the curtain, as they say, and you watch it week in, week out, you do know that some of these players who have got really good reputations, rightly so, because of how well we've done the last few years, sometimes you don't see the full story, do you, with form? I think he was very complimentary, though. I don't think there's anything oh, yeah, wrong with brilliant. being yeah, yeah, complimentary. Definitely. I think that was I think that was pretty honest of him, the way he spoke through that interview, because we know a lot of Liverpool fans, we've spoken to a lot, and they are starting to become a bit conceited. And fair enough, they are on the rise, but you know what comes after a rise? <laughs> and you can't, you know, they are the best team. They are the best team about at the moment by some distance. But that oh, isn't yeah. going to last forever. And I think the way you spoke about us having quality players and that they would pick some of them up, nothing wrong with that. It shows that we've got some quality. Yeah, but also credit where it's due. I mean, you know, oh, they're, they're class. European oh, yeah. champions, they're world oh, they're champions class. and they're going to win the league by a lot of points. <laughs> There's no point in saying, oh yeah, but you are going to lose eventually and you'll, it'll come to an end. But you know, you've got to make, make hay when the, while the sun shines. Of it? course, but you know the Liverpool fans we've been speaking to, you'd have thought they'd have been the best team in the world for 40 what's, years. Um, what's happening is, is because obviously the last few years on the club, Liverpool winning Champions League, look, looks like they're going to win the league this year. They're going to become the new Man United of like the late 90s, mid 2000s mm. where everyone just hates them they're so good yeah, we thought that about it. City didn't we yeah but City are a plastic aren't they Fuck, you know what I mean they are in my <laughs> See, opinion I don't know. <laughs> they don't count for me Like I don't really know that many City fans maybe that's why but Liverpool obviously a huge club I huge don't think history. City are that plastic Harry there are I enough, do. N- there I are do. enough Nikon cameras around Anfield to know that it, there's as many tourists there than there are yeah, the but Etihad. Man City they can play a Champions League game and the ground's like one third empty things like that that's why I just think but, and maybe I'd, and like I said I don't know that many City fans but Liverpool know a few Liverpool fans they're becoming that annoying team now that it's going to be really good and you're a bit like ah, <laughs> oh, like you do with the Man United fans you know back then when we talk about the, the noughties though I think people do forget the dominance of Chelsea and actually yeah. you know a lot, of, a lot is said and has been said and rightly so about Liverpool's home record when you look at Chelsea's home oh record man, under yeah. Mourinho, it was 86 games. So actually, <sighs> Liverpool will have to go the rest of this season unbeaten and the rest of next season unbeaten at home to even match that record. That's a great point, and I think Roy Keane said it, didn't he? He said, yes, Liverpool are good right now, but can they consistently keep doing it over the next five years like the United did, like Chelsea did? If they do that, then fair play. But are they just going to be a flash in the pan? Champions League last year, win it this year. It's whether they can keep it up now, isn't it? They're an incredible team. They're an incredible team. If they get to the final or semi-finals of the Champions League again, then yeah. yeah. They are an incredible team. They're amazing to watch as well, aren't they? Klopp, and you can't not like Klopp. Klopp's no, a great character. I think if you take Van Dyke out of that side, though, it's a completely different side. Yeah, definitely. He's classic. I don't think Joe Gomez is there yet, and I don't think Matip is good enough. It's all right, Sam, if they lose Van Dyke, let's bring Cody in. <laughs> <laughs> we, should we stop the old three yeah. cheers for Ramirez bit from Mike Bassett and talk about Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine both of you will go unchanged. Dan, start with you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Same team. Obviously, I mentioned Jota might be back fit, but it'd be harsh to drop Neto. So, same team again if they're all fit for me. Uh, score prediction, Dan? I would love to say a score draw, but realistically, it's probably going to be a 2-3-1 Liverpool. I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1. Good call. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, ticket fans. Jack's not here because I don't know what he's doing. What's Jack doing? He's going out for a birthday meal, tomorrow. even though his birthday's next week. Is it? No, it's tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. I'm sorry. Or Jack. Sam's is tomorrow. I get them confused because they're one day after the other. Day after, so Jack will die first. <laughs> That's the rule. I've watched him drink. He probably will die first. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know a lot of ticket news, to be honest. I know that the Europa League game at home against Espanol is uh, on sale for season ticket holders. You've got to claim your spot. So do it quickly. First of Feb, innit? you got to get that by. Yeah. Yeah. So get on there, get it done. Don't be like me from Man United and forget and then have to book it again. Uh, that's your ticket news because I don't know any of the others. Everything else is sold out, innit? To be fair, yeah. Betting wise, it's really interesting if you fancy Wolves being the first team to beat Liverpool in quite a while. Um, couple that I've looked out. Trio race score first, 2 1 Wolves. Go on, have a guess. 80 to 1. 150 to 1. Wow. 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 So if it's going to happen, it's going to be something like that scoreline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's well, I've gone the other one. 1 0. Dendonka to pop up with a goal. 300 to 1. That's ah, worth a pound, God, isn't it? Crazy, crazy odds. Crazy odds. And then we're going to go behind first anyway, because that's how we Obviously. play football. <laughs> Mane to score first and a Desmond 2 2. 60 to 1. Not too bad. Loads, but if you think Wolves are going to get a result, huge value and I bet if you go onto somewhere like an exchange website that rhymes with Brett Tear um, <laughs> then you'll probably get even better value Hi I'm Kelly Chris Kamara you're listening to the 77 Club and it's unbelievable Jeff just on the transfer front, Harry, it looks like Campania is going to be signing any second now at time of recording so we'll put that down as uh, someone who has signed. He's probably not going to go into the side though, is he? Let's face it. No, he's only, well, he's only 19. I think we discussed yeah. this last week, didn't we? Looks like one for the future. But the other one, can you pronounce his name because I'm not good at it? Uh, the one coming in from AKF and has been at Norwich. Nelson Oliveira. I think I pronounced that right. Oliveira, yeah. Give that. His record looks decent. Nine goals in 15 for AK Athens. He got 19 goals in 65 for Norwich in three years he was there. He's been on loan a lot of places. He's been mm. on loan to Swansea, Forest, Reading. So he's used to the English game. And I've looked on Twitter. People are like a bit like, yeah, he's not like a superstar signing. But I think for January, he's good cover, isn't he? Behind Jimenez. I'm sure he won't mind coming in behind him and trying to get his place. He's 28, so probably in his prime years and let's hope he can do it and the other one whose name I can't pronounce Sam Podence yeah I was shopping in Greece at the moment at £21 million is the uh, fee that's yeah. being banded around both those players are actually a, um, actually clients of George Mendes so I think that's why everyone's a little bit more hopeful that they're going to go through yeah and I'm just looking now some uh, reporter from over there said it could be sealed by tonight which at time recording it's half six Monday night so might might have uh, already been done by the time this gets uploaded. So at least we've got what three coming in. Whether the first lad, the nineteen-year-old, whether he's good enough, maybe he's a, more of a you know more like a Neto one for the future. Even though Neto's doing well now, but at least they're coming in, Sam. At least they're coming in. By the time our next podcast comes around, I'm sure we might have a couple more to talk about as well. Are you surprised that there are no defenders that have been sort of linked or banded around so much as these sort of attacking wing players? Yeah, definitely. I think. Defenders was just as important as strikers, really, wasn't it? So I'm sure we will we will see a defender, at least one, surely. We've got to see at least one defender come in. And maybe even, uh, hopefully, a right wing-back as well to cover Doherty. But we'll see. Let's hope they do it. And it is a difficult time, isn't it? But like you say, Twitter is just one of those places where you've got people going, oh my God, we need signings, we need signings, we need signings. <laughs> and they go, Oliveira? And they go, no, he's rubbish. And yeah, it's sort exactly. of like, well, you know, you've got to... It, be better to have him off the bench or have him on the bench to actually bring him on as a as a potential game changer rather than writing them off straight away, which what a lot of people seem to be doing. Yeah, and we discussed, didn't we? It's hard to come in knowing that you're going to be second fiddle to Jimenez. So yeah. it's finding someone who's willing to do that. And well, the way it is, it has been the last two and a half years under Foson and under Nuno. Most of the players we sign, let's be honest, 
we don't really know too much about them. Some people do, obviously, who are into their European football and whatever and watch it all the time. But we just got to trust them to make the right decisions. They've not got everything right, have they? But most of the people we have brought in have done well and we can only trust their judgment. And obviously, it's going to be most players are going to be linked with Uncle George because it always is. He always seems to get them in for a better deal. I mean, Martinho springs to mind, bloody five million. So we've just got to trust them, haven't we? And like you say... By the time next week's podcast comes around, we've got to have got at least one defender in us. I mean, I know we've got Bolly coming back, but come on, we need the cover, don't we? Especially if Bennett's going to go, if rumours are to be believed. Well, it's a good time for it, isn't it? I mean, we've got a couple of days extra rest with the Liverpool game on Thursday. Then we've got a weekend off because it's the FA Cup fourth round. So actually, it's quite a good time for this. But if I offered you uh, a defender of some sort and the three that we've mentioned all sign is is that a good enough January transfer window in your eyes yeah I mean I said three or four at the beginning that's what we need to bring in so that would be that but it's tough isn't it January I mean fans just think you can wave a magic wand and get who you want in and I mean I'm, I'm guilty of that you're just like come on bring people in so I guess you have got to be happy with that with Bolly and Jota to come back as well from injury I think it will be enough with the run in with the Europa League and the remainder of the season I was worried at one point up until now we weren't going to bring anybody in so at least it's starting to happen now I thought we'd have got a couple of in early January I thought we'd get it done early but as these things happen clubs always uh, try and get more money don't they so the negotiations become really tough so let's hope uh, we get a few more over the line like I say Excellent okay we'll move on now to something else Hi I'm George Lokobi you are listening to the Wolves 77 Club Excellent Uh, no level up this week because the turnaround was just too quick Um, but what I have done is I've got two quizzes and they've got five questions each Harry you're going to have the first quiz do you want quiz A or B? B B here we go quick fire who is currently Great Britain's highest-ranked men's tennis player? Oh, wow. I mean, the obvious one's Murray, but this is a trick question. I'm going to have to go Andy Murray, so I don't know any other Steel. players. Steele. Is it Dan Evans? It is Dan Evans. Very oh, good. Oh, nice. Well done. What does CONCACAF stand for? Um, is, yes. that a, is that like a foreign language word? Uh, it's an acronym. CONCACAF. Uh, VAR. <laughs> <laughs> Steel. It's something I don't know exactly, but it's something to do with African football, isn't it? It's a confederation of North, Central American, and Caribbean Association football. Lovely. Harry's going well, still on zero. You're going to be like your dad here. In what year did England host its first and only FIFA World Cup? Uh, it's got to be '66, isn't it? It is '66. Yeah. How many British players have played in the NBA? Is it A eight, B twelve, or C nineteen? I'll go 12. It is 12. Two out, of five, uh, two out of four. In which English county would you find Royal St. George's Golf Course? It, uh, it's in Warwickshire, yeah. No, it's in <laughs> Kent. But two's not a bad score. <laughs> no, it's not a bad score. <laughs> That's great. Oh. I sound so confident then. Every it? day's a school day. Dan, two to beat. Which footballer was the first to command a £1 million transfer fee in the UK? Trevor Francis? It is Trevor Francis. Which two golfers share the honour of most PGA Tour wins with 82? Tiger Woods just got up to it, didn't he? He did. And and then the other one, I'm really unsure, but I'm going to have to guess at something like Dustin Johnson wins quite a lot. Sam Sneed. What jersey does the leader of the King of the Mountains wear on the Tour de France? Some thinking time. It's It's either white with red polka dots or green. I'll give you a polka dot. 
Yeah. Uh, four. Where is the Wacker? In Australia. Do you want to know the exact city? Yes, please. Wacky, wacky. <laughs> it's Western Australia, so it's going to be Perth. It is Perth. This to see it. Where did LeBron James play before joining the LA Lakers? Back garden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So there you go. Uh, Dan takes the quiz. Good quick fire quiz. Sir. Right. Okay. Enjoy Molyneux on Thursday night. If you are going, I have a good feeling about it. Otherwise, we say goodbye to Harry Mansell. See you in a bit. And Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, Wolves fans. And it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.